You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 46. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show will inspire you, change your mindset, and help you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ashley Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be doing a solo episode today. It's been seven weeks since I've done a solo episode and that feels both crazy and not crazy to me because I want to bring you guys so many good guests and so many, you know, relevant topics. We all know that when we talk about food and nutrition and mindset and spirituality, it really doesn't have to do with any of those things. It has to do with all of the surrounding things. And of course, those things too on a practical level, but the surrounding topics and really having a good mix of everything is, you know, I think where the most important work is done. So that's why I try to bring you so many different uh, people. And I feel so lucky to know these people and to have them in my circles and my communities. And um, I just want to keep bringing this to you. And part of what I love doing too with this show is having solo episodes and talking to you from the heart and telling you my story because that's important as well. So that's why I like to do a mix. And I also just want to let you guys know how grateful I am to have you listen and to have you participate in my programs and in everything that I participate in and everything that I do online. I mean, it's incredible to me that I've been able to build a community that's pretty, you know, dedicated and it just means so much to me. And I just wanted to let you know how grateful I am because your time and, you know, your resources are not, uh, you know, they're not infinite. Nobody's are. And I'm just so happy that you choose to tune in every single week. The podcast is growing, everything is growing. And, You know, I feel like the more honest I am with my story and the more that I tell, the more that I talk about, the more that I'm vulnerable. I was so scared to do that for such a long time. Um, And it is still scary to sit here and do this and to feel like who is listening (laughs) in the internet land. Um, But I really do love doing it. And the more I do it, the easier it gets. And I just want to continue doing it. And it's just a reminder to all of us that these things take time, that it doesn't happen overnight. So I encourage you out there, if you're listening and you have a podcast or something that you want to grow, just keep going. I feel like right now is when things are starting to come together for me in a way that feels really aligned and 
for lack of a better word, magical. Um, you guys know that I believe in the universe, that I believe in a higher power. And I just feel like if you put positive intention out there, combined with things that you're good at, with the intention of being of service, of helping people, of taking the things that you have struggled with and really making them into something beautiful. I just think that it can be incredibly beneficial for people and we need more people like us in the world. If you're listening, you are a specific type of person and I love attracting those people. So I just wanted to say thank you to begin with. And, you know, this weekend I was especially grateful because I just got back from Portland uh, this week. And I was there filming some videos for the Nutritional Therapy Association, which is my nutrition school. I am uh, certified through them as a nutritional therapist, and I'm so grateful for the community that I have met. We're all the same type of people with the same mindset, and if you're an NTP or soon-to-be NTP, uh, just giving you a shout-out because we all know what type of people we are. And we're helping people and we're changing the world. And this weekend I was actually invited to talk about, um, to be on video as part of the new culinary wellness curriculum, uh, teaching about cooking and about food. And I made a salad and we all sat down to eat the meal together. It was incredible. Um, it just felt really full circle for me and like the beginning of something really awesome. So I want to encourage you again to keep going. If you're following your dreams, things happen slowly, but they do happen. So just keep going. Um, on today's, and I could keep talking to you guys forever, just kind of like, you know, sharing and, um, you know, maybe we will have some like update episodes and some, you know, more specific Q and A's and things like that and some more heart to heart conversations, but I have been getting so many questions about exercise recently. And I actually put out a call for questions in my Instagram this morning because I have learned so much about exercise in the past year or so. I've been exercising for a really long time. Um, probably not, I'd say seriously, I don't know what that even means, but like probably not in a dedicated way up until maybe six years ago. But since then, it's been pretty regular for me. It's really part of uh, my everyday life. It is non-negotiable. And I wish that I would have known what I'm about to tell you in this episode long, a long time ago. And there's so many types of exercise and lots of different things to do. It can be overwhelming and it can be confusing about like, what am I supposed to do? And like, when am I supposed to rest? And when am I supposed to strength train? Should I strength train and why? All of those things are so important. So I've been really learning about this stuff for the past year and I'm actually in the middle of getting my personal training um, certification. It's a certification, right? Not a licensure. Uh, I should know that, but I'm in the middle of doing that right now um, because I want, not because I want to train people in gyms necessarily, but a lot of people that come to me obviously come to me for nutrition, uh, but I do want to feel qualified enough and like an authority in strength training so that I can write programs and so I can offer those to you guys as something that is not overwhelming and something pretty simple. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, probably towards the end of this year, I've been, you know, I've had a lot of stuff going on, so I haven't like dedicated myself fully to the uh, studying. 
And, but I will, um, starting pretty much now in the next few months. So be on the lookout for like some sort of strength, something in the end of the next year, end of this year, beginning of next year, because we can get lost and overwhelmed in the amount of information out there. Like I just said, and it doesn't have to be that way. And that's kind of what I'm learning. And strength and exercise is kind of like cooking and nutrition in a sense where like, there's a bunch of like mumbo jumbo garbage out there for people trying to sell you stuff, for people trying to uh, to get you to buy into quick fixes or the magic pill, um, which is so common in nutrition. Nobody wants to play the long game uh, in strength or nutrition or in like a quest of uh, a certain body or you know a certain goal. Everybody wants the results like yesterday. And all of those methods are going to leave you feeling like crap and they're not going to give you the results that you want sustainably. And like I said, these are all things that I wish I would have known because I have done everything (laughs) to try to change my body, to try to lose weight from exercise. And like what I know now, uh, and doing what I do now has nothing to do with what I did when I first started. So I really wish I would have known this information and I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible. What cooking and nutrition and strength and working out have in common is that like the basics are always going to work forever. So I really want you to keep that in mind. Once you start getting complicated, once you start like overthinking, you're probably going a little bit too far into it and it's not going to be as sustainable. So just keep it basic, keep it sustainable, keep it, uh, you know, doing stuff, what feels good to you. Uh, did I say that properly? Keep doing stuff that feels good to you and, you know, enjoy every day enjoy moving in your body, enjoy feeling alive. And there is a difference actually between like exercise and training. And that's something, a mind shift that I've made probably in the last, um, two years or so. I'm going to get into my story right now, but exercise is just something that you do every day just for like in the moment. I want to feel good right now. And that's like typical cardio and things like that. Like you just feel really good after you do it. Um, but training is something that like you're on a long game, you know, for you have specific and measurable goals. You can see how much stronger you get. So training is a little bit more of like a serious thing, even though exercise can be too, but exercise sometimes it's like, you could just be like moving around, not really like doing anything for your body, except like burning calories in that moment which of course might provide weight loss, but like, it's not going to give you the bang for your buck that strength training would, because strength training might not make you feel like as sweaty in the moment. Some of it does, but it is going to assist you so much longer in the long run. And I know that many people might be resistant to strength training, but it is so important to strength train and to be somebody who feels strong in their body. It is so healthy. Um, I'm going to mention a book that I recently have gotten into uh, by Mark Ripto called Starting Strength. And I want to read a quote from it uh, a little bit later in the episode. I'm just going to pull it up right now so I have it. Just because I think that it's such a good indicator and such a good like simple description of like why it's important and why we should do it. Um, so that's just something that I want you to keep in mind 
First, I want to go into my own history with exercise, which I have a blog post about it that I will post in the show notes. Um, my mindset has changed so much from the time I first started exercising. Uh, at this point, exercise is really non-negotiable for me. I never really want to do it ever. Maybe a couple times a week, I wake up and I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. And this is what I want to do right now. But most of the time, it's really not like that. Um, most of the time, it's like, I know I'll feel better after. It depends on like what I eat and how tired I am and things like that. But most of the time, I really don't feel like going from a sleep state to moving immediately, even though I am a morning workout person. Like first thing in the morning, I wake I wake up at five during the week and work out at six just to get it done, to um, be around people that are, you know, better than me and stronger than me so I can be inspired by them. And to also like feel amazing and already get it done by 7am and just feel good for the rest of the day. So that's like, you know, it doesn't really matter what time you work out. People are always like, what's the best time? The best time is the time that you'll do it. So what works best for your schedule? When do you feel the best? When does it give you that, you know, when do those endorphins that are going to come from exercise, when is it most beneficial to you? So all of those little questions, just like nutrition, like when should I eat? And you know, that's not as important right now. What matters right now is getting you consistent, getting you to find something you love and getting you to feel alive in your body. Um, for me, it's something that I need to incorporate into my daily life for mental health. If I don't do it every day, my mental health suffers and I just don't feel good. And it's not like a punish. It's not like a mental health thing in the sense of like, Oh, I'm trying, I'm punishing myself and I don't feel good because I didn't exercise and like, you know, you speak badly to yourself, which is something I used to do. I don't do that anymore. Like if I miss a workout, it's like, whatever. Um, it's really not a big deal. Um, but I, the reality of it is that I just feel so much better when I do work out it makes my day so much better. It makes my brain feel better. It gets my blood flowing. I'm sure all of you can relate. You know, I've never really regretted a workout, but I have regretted not, uh, not doing it. So I really have a loving intention behind it. To me, it's just like, this is how I take care of myself. This is non-negotiable. This creates the tone of my day. So really changing my mindset as to like, oh God, this is something I have to do. This is so annoying. And like, sometimes those thoughts come up, but like really thinking of it as like, okay, this is something loving that I'm going to do towards myself. Um, something that I can show up for myself for and show myself how strong I am. Again, not in a punishing way, but just like reality, this makes me feel good and it's healthy for us. So my own history with exercise, I played soccer as a kid. I would only run and do strict cardio. I did swimming and water polo in high school, but I was always like um, a bench type of girl. I really just did it for, you know, like physical education credit. I wasn't really good at it. Um, I would play in the games sometimes, but like it always gave me anxiety being in sports and I do not like sports at all. Um, but I didn't even realize back then, like I feel good moving my body. Um, after high school, you know, I was in college and I just did strict cardio, maybe like some classes here and there, but seeing people in the weight room really intimidated me. I had no idea what to do with free weights. Like maybe some of the machines, some of the machines I would do sometimes, but like the free weights totally freaked me out and totally just, uh, I didn't know what to do with them. And that was okay. I would do the treadmill and the elliptical and that was pretty much the extent of it. Sometimes even after college, I would, uh, 
go to the gym and do one hour on the elliptical and one half hour on the stairs. So 90 minutes of straight cardio just to like burn off what I had the night before to just completely make myself sweat. And for some reason I had it in my head that I had to do 90 minutes of cardio and that's what was going to happen, even though I hated every moment. And I wish somebody would, would have told me that I didn't have to do that. Um, it was not good for me. Um, so when I went to grad school, I've talked about the fact that like it was a really big shock to me how difficult it was and how, um, how much effort is involved. So I was really stressed out. So running kind of became a way that I would release that stress. So I went to Boston University. It was cold in the winter. Obviously, I'd never experienced it before. So I would run at the gym indoor track for one hour. And I was also going through a breakup at the time. And I that was like a control mechanism for me. I'm like, I'm going to run for one hour. And it would, of course, give me benefits. Like I would feel awesome. I felt like mentally stronger because I could sustain that. But looking back, it was kind of obsessive, uh, but that really showed me like what I could do if I dedicated myself to a program, but still like never doing strength, like never touching weights, like maybe randomly doing like some P90X, randomly doing yoga, but I would just stick to the elliptical, the treadmill or running on the track. And that was it. So once I got home from Uh, Italy, which was right after I graduated grad school, I started my business and then I started getting into CrossFit. There was a CrossFit gym here in Miami near my parents' house where I was living at the time. And that was the first time that I really ever touched a barbell. And if you don't know what a barbell is, it's like that uh, large bar with two plates on the end. Um, And I really started getting into functional fitness. And when I say functional fitness, that just means that like movements that are mimicked in everyday life. So things like pull-ups, squats, deadlifts. So a deadlift would be like picking stuff up off the ground. Squatting is like, you know, you squat into a squat position and you go back up. Things like rowing, overhead pressing, uh, bench pressing, a power clean, you know, picking something up off the ground and holding it in the front rack position, which is right uh, in front of like the top of your chest, right below your chin. Um, things like the snatch, putting something up overhead from the ground. Um, I started really learning about those and I got really, really, really into it. If you know, my personality is like really type A, really obsessive. So I got really into it and I was like, it's an amazing idea for me to go keto at this time. Um, I had some bad advice from a coach and, um, they were, you know, pretty versed in keto for themselves, but for me, it did not work. So I was like, I'm going to do keto and then I'm going to do CrossFit six days a week. And then I'm also going to do yoga. So to also do yoga for like 90 minutes is like all in the same day. So I was working out probably two and a half hours a day doing keto, which was horrible for my body. Uh, I ended up getting adrenal fatigue and I had to take two years off of weights. That's why it's like so important to get a coach that you trust, somebody who feels good to you because like back then I like knew it wasn't good for me, but I'm like, I should probably listen because I just don't know any better. And like this works or it looks like it works. So like I might as well do it. And even though my body was telling me that it wasn't working and that I didn't feel good, I had no energy. I still had to do it. And that was like that obsessive 
mindset of mine. And again, this was like in 2012, 2013. So like five years ago, sorry, I just kicked my desk. Um, but I remember going to my parents' house one day, like after the workouts and I was just so tired. Obviously I wasn't having any carbs and my father was like, why, why are you doing this? Like, why is this necessary? It's not necessary for you to do this. Like you got to give something up. So I did. And, um, I even, you know, went to a doctor and they were like, you need to stop everything. So I did not touch a weight for two years. I only did yoga and walking and I really just let myself, um, kind of relax in my body and get it back up to the place where it could work out again. Um, but then I got really into my yoga practice, which was very difficult. Um, and I got really into walking as well. And I just didn't feel, um, equipped to go back to the weights and that was okay. My body did need that rest. So that's just a lesson that like, sometimes your body speaks to you and you have to listen. So now that I have been back with the weights for about a year and a half, I'd say maybe a year, um, I'm feeling awesome. I am seeing my body change for probably the first time ever. Um, let me kind of explain that. Not only getting, it's not only getting smaller, but it's actually changing. The shape of my body is changing. Before, I was really focused on just getting smaller through exercise. And now I want to um, do things that feel awesome to me. And as a side effect, my body changes. I'm not sure if that makes sense, but it's really doing what feels good in the moment, something that makes me feel alive and strong and that is healthy. That then translates to an awesome, um, you know, perhaps like, you know, this is different in everybody's mind, but um, to me, I'm loving the effect that it's having on my body. I feel awesome. I feel strong. I feel mentally strong as well. Um, so that's where I am right now. Right now I work out at a functional fitness gym. I love the programming at that gym. Um, it's a lot of functional movements, pretty much the movements I was talking about with some metabolic conditioning. So like similar to HIT, high intensity interval training. I do that maybe four days a week, three or four days. And then I'll do maybe two days of just straight lifting. And then I try to walk every day as well. And then I'll do a little bit of yoga, maybe like 10 minutes of yoga a day. Definitely a headstand, definitely some stretching. Um, but I am in the gym probably five to six days a week. Uh, sometimes I work out at home. I'm usually at the other gym that I work out at because I love being around the people and I get motivated. So that's really what's going on with me. And what really changed throughout this whole thing was my mindset, um, and that's the question I get from people too, is like how to be consistent and how to actually do something that you are going to like. And I would say, just try things out and what appeals to you? What will you actually like doing every single day? What is something that you can do to be consistent? What can I show up for myself? What can I show up for myself for every single day? And I am a big believer in everyday movement. I do believe in rest days. But at the same time, I do believe that we should move every day, even if it's just walking. So I do recommend that people try to get 10,000 steps per day. It's about four miles, four or five miles. And you don't have to necessarily do that outside. You can 
do that if you're just active throughout the day, if like you're at the mall or at the grocery store or doing housework. So I really give that 10,000 steps a day recommendation because that is going to keep you from being sedentary and sitting too much. And I don't know about you, but I know that when I sit, I just kind of feel like garbage. We're not really meant to sit as humans. As humans, we're meant to move all day long slowly. So I'm not talking like to kill yourself every day. Uh, even though it's good to push yourself, I'm talking slow movement, a leisure walk. You owe it to yourself to give that to yourself every single day. Um, and yeah, at, at any moment, um, you know, you could go outside and do a quick walk or you could do a little bit of jump rope or something. But even on those quote unquote rest days, you should take a leisure walk outside, put a hat on, you know, to cover your face, put some sunscreen on if it's really hot and just get out there and move your body. It'll thank you. Um, And if you can't do it for some reason, that's okay too. You really just want to look at like the big picture. Like what is the big picture of what I'm doing? Um, Allow yourself to show up for yourself and to do hard things. Um, I think that now there's like kind of like this attitude in the world of like, that people don't value discipline and that they don't value um, doing hard things. And I am a person who really values those things and really thinks that you can become a better person by implementing a little bit of discipline. So like there's kind of like this gentle undertone happening right now in like schools of nutrition, not literal schools of nutrition, but like schools of thought of nutrition. Um, And I am a believer in resting too. Um, but I do believe that like, we do need a little bit of a push sometimes and we do need uh, some discipline and we do need to foster that self-discipline because motivation is going to go away. The willpower is going to go away. Those things are my, are, uh, finite, but if you have a mindset of like getting it done and committing to yourself to do those things, then you can develop that discipline and that discipline is what's going to keep you going. So people ask all the time, like, how do I exercise? And it's so simple. You just do it. It's not easy. I still struggle uh, several days a week. I'm like, I don't want to do this, Um, but I do it anyway. And in turn, it really does give me um, a really amazing sense of self because I'm like, wow, not because I'm a person who exercises, but like, wow, I did something that I didn't want to do because I value myself because I love myself. So like, there's a big intention shift there. So I really want to talk about the types of exercise and what we should be doing and why they're important. Um, there's basically two types of exercises. There's aerobic, which um, uses oxygen. Uh, Oxygen is carried through the breath to the muscles, giving them energy as needed to sustain the effort. And an aerobic exercise is cardio. So think like, you know, oxygen, you're breathing a lot. Um, Then there's anaerobic exercise, which is strength training. And oxygen isn't used as much, but this is where we build muscle. And muscle is so important. If you guys haven't listened to Dr. Tina's episode... She talks about muscle as medicine. You can also get her book, Pain-Free and Strong, which is free. Muscle is really important to have on the body. People talk about weight loss. They talk about fat loss. Um, Weight loss means that you just pretty much calorie restrict and you do cardio and you might be losing fat, uh, which is good. And you know, your precious muscle tissue as well, which is very expensive tissue. It's tissue that takes a lot to build. A lot of processes have to be in place for you to build that muscle. Um, 
but you do want to, our priority should be to get strong and to build that muscle. And this is a great place before I get further into this to talk about Mark Ripto's quote, the way he begins his book, starting strength. Physical strength is the most important thing in life. This is true whether we want it to be or not. As humanity has developed throughout history, physical strength has become less critical to our daily existence, but no less important to our lives. Our strength, more than any other thing we possess, still still determines the quality and the quantity of our time here in these bodies. Whereas previously, our physical strength determined how much food we ate and how warm and dry we stayed, it now merely determines how well we function in these new surroundings we have crafted for ourselves as our culture has accumulated. But we are still animals. Our physical existence is, in the final analysis, the only one that actually matters. A weak man is not as happy as that same man would be if he were strong. This reality is offensive to some people who would like the intellectual or spiritual to take precedence. It is instructive to see what happens to these very people as their squat strength goes up. So I just love that definition because it's so simple. It's so to the point. Physical strength is the most important thing in our lives. How much load we can carry and how much change and progressive overload we can give to our bodies, which is just, you know, adding more and more strength, more and more load that we're able to move and lift and whatever else uh, we do with the weights that, you know, that those movements that we do requires, um, that's going to determine how healthy we are. That's going to rev up our metabolism, which our metabolism is basically what is the rate at which like we burn um, the way that our body burns. So like if you have a lot of muscle on your body and a lower body fat percentage, that means you're going to burn more. You can eat more because you have built up that muscle. If you don't have a lot of muscle, um, you're not going to burn as much. Your metabolism is going to be slow and you're not going to be able to eat as much. But if you don't do specific muscle building exercises that are anaerobic, you will not build muscle. And people think that you can build muscle by doing cardio and you can't. And that's just like science. Um, and I know that like a lot of people tout cardio is like this really, really important thing. I mean, it is important. It's good for your heart health. It gets your blood flowing. I love the way cardio feels. But we want to think of, this comes from Ben Bruno, what I'm about to say, this concept. When we think of exercise, we want to have strength training be the entree. And then we want to have cardio be kind of like the side dish and the yoga and the balance and the flexibility exercises and the mobility exercises to be like the side dishes. But we do want our strength training movements to be number one in our lives. Um, because it's that important to rev up our metabolism, to have the muscle on the body and having muscle on the body is what's going to give that signature look that looks quote unquote toned and lean and long, even though I don't really like those terms. It's like that sculpted body comes from having muscle and then losing fat. So you have this like muscular structure that is built through specific exercises, through specific strength exercises that you do over a long period of time that you add load to so you get stronger and your muscles grow. And for the women that are hesitant to this, thinking that they're going to get like super bulky or whatever, you got to do a lot of work to look like that. You have to eat a lot. So that is not going to happen to you. So strength training is not only for health, but it's like the way you feel, the way you move through the world. uh, And it's going to give you that look that you know, many of us are 
um, you know, that's attractive to many of us. I'm not, you know, talking about like what is the most attractive in the world, but I'm just talking about like, you know, reality of, uh, the type of like goal body, um, that, you know, I don't know if (laughs) how that's being taken, what I'm saying right now, but I'm just saying that like, if you want a muscular physique that you do need to strength train and cardio needs to be the side dish. So, um, to do aerobic exercises, keep them a couple times a week, do your walking and things like that. That's good. Something that might get your heart rate up a little bit and then do your anaerobic exercises as well. So I wanted to talk about those two different things. And I also wanted to talk about the states in which we are in when we are, um, either doing cardio or doing, um, strength training movements. So there is either an anabolic state that we can be in. So in order to build muscle, the body has to get an appropriate outside signals to stimulate the body and to send the specific hormones to stimulate the nervous system in a certain way so the body can respond by building muscle. So I hope that makes sense. Um, Trying to put it in the simplest of terms. And once I heard this, this really made sense to me. Because, you know, we are giving our bodies signals all day long, what we eat, what we do, the way that we move. But by strength training, we stimulate testosterone and human growth growth hormone, which are the muscle building hormones. Um, This takes place after we rest and we're sleeping and stuff, but we need to stimulate those hormones in order to build muscle. Um, When we strength train, um, you know, we offer resistance using weights, uh, either our body weight or, you know, outside weights, preferably with a barbell or dumbbells. Uh, and these actually are going to break your muscle tissue. And, um, once we sleep and rest, new muscle fibers, uh, grow and replace the broken ones. So that is how muscle is built. So we really can't not do strength training. We also have catabolic, which is the opposite. Anabolic is muscle building. Catabolic is muscle breaking down. And this involves hormones such as cortisol, norepinephrine, and adrenaline. So think like those high pumping hormones, like when you're doing cardio and like your heart rate is up a lot. But if you do that for too long, you're going to have too much cortisol in the body. It's going to start to break down the muscle. It can break down fat sometimes, but it's going to mainly break down the muscle. Um, and you are going to, too much of that can be too stressful on the body. And you can actually, like this is what happened to me during CrossFit, that I was doing it too much. I had too much cortisol pumping through my body because although it was strength training, I was doing it at a very high intensity rate. Um, so I had too much cortisol in my body. So I actually gained a lot of weight, even though I wasn't really eating that much, which was crazy to me because I'm like, I'm eating less and exercising more. Um, this is supposed to work, but it wasn't. And if you're doing that model and it's not working, there's a reason why the body is wise. The body is way more um, equipped than we give it credit for. The body will adapt and evolve to whatever signal we give it to. Some catabolic exercises are uh, biking, running, swimming, playing sports. You will lose total body mass, but again, we want to keep that muscle tissue there. It would be beneficial to do both. Like I said, I can't reiterate that uh, enough, but um, I want to encourage you if this is like sounding like a lot, if it's like, oh my God, where do I start? Um, Also really quick, another thing that's really important is doing flexibility and mobility. So stretching after your workout, maybe doing some yoga, focusing on that balance, you know, really having a mix that you can do from week to week. 
Um, I would suggest getting a coach, depending on your personality type, somebody that can keep you accountable, somebody who can write your programming for you either online or in person. That is so important, especially if you're just starting. I would really, really encourage you to get somebody. Uh, Hire people who are better than you, who can get you to where you want to be. I know that for me, whenever I really wanted something, I have hired somebody who's better and they've helped me get there. So I would also say get educated. Look up books on strength training. Look up programs. I really love Starting Strength, like I said, by Mark Ripto. And I love Becoming a Supple Leopard by Kelly Sturette, who also has Romwad, which is um, a mobility app that has like 20 minutes of mobility a day that you can do. An amazing podcast. I'm only going to suggest one podcast to listen to, and that's Mind Pump. Uh, I'm obsessed with those guys. Sal Stefano has actually been on this show. I will put his uh, episode in the show notes. They have taught me so much about um, the myths surrounding strength training and exercise and eating, and I just love them. They're entertaining. You will learn so much from listening to that show. Um, some people that I love listening to, are my girls the, who've all been on the podcast. Um, Kim Shaper, who has awesome workout programs. She has free challenges. She has a continuity group that she runs. She's just an incredible coach. Uh, so is Jessica Orr, who's also been on the podcast. Um, of course, Jill Coleman, uh, who's my business coach. She has a lot of different programs. She does a lot of metabolic conditioning. Uh, Jess is more powerlifting. And then Carrie Lee, who is amazing. She does more bodybuilder style workouts. She focuses on helping women build bodies. So I would suggest following them on Instagram, kind of get acquainted with them. They do talk a lot about uh, the different types of workouts and they give examples. Um, I would also tweak your nutrition a bit uh, and think about what your goals are. What is it that you really want to accomplish? What is it that you really want to do? Do you want to get healthier? Do you just want to feel better? Uh, I would start small, but again, get a coach, get somebody who can help you do this. Um, and in terms of nutrition for training, we really want to up our protein, have protein at every meal, amino acids and animal protein really do build muscle. So we do need, uh, animal protein. I know there might be vegans or vegetarians out there. Try your vegan protein powders, um, perhaps some organic tofu or tempeh. Those would be good. I mean, the best option available, perhaps some lentils and things like that. But you really want to focus on protein at every meal, non-starchy vegetables, carbohydrates around your workout, like whole food carbohydrates, um, like sweet potatoes and potatoes, uh, maybe starchy bananas and things like that. Pre-workout, you want to have some protein um, and fat. And, and maybe some carbs and fat, um, either one of those would be good. Like I might have a banana with some almond butter or an apple with some almond butter. And then afterwards, I usually just have protein and carbs without a lot of fat, because you do want those foods to enter the bloodstream pretty quickly. And fat slows the absorption of those being absorbed into your bloodstream and then to be utilized by the muscles in your cells. So you do want to keep your post-workout meal to have protein and carbs because you're replenishing that glycogen that you used, which is basically just like the gasoline that gets stored in your muscles, which is uh, 
given to us through carbohydrates. I'm talking about, um, you know, I'm not talking about people who are keto that maybe don't eat carbs. Um, I'm not keto at all. I had a really terrible experience with it. So there's lots of people you can follow out there if you want a more low carb approach. I'm not that person. I'm just being honest. Uh, I don't believe in it for women for the long haul. I know a lot of people do it like I'm saying, but I'm not the person to follow for that. I would focus on your whole foods. I would focus on, um, you know, fiber and protein. And I would wait a while too. Building muscle uh, does take a long time. Sometimes it can take up to a year or years. It's like a lifelong thing. So you want to think of, if we think about it in a mindset point of view, you know, cardio might make you feel better today, but it's really not going to do anything for you in the in the long run, if you're trying to build muscle, unless of course, like you're, you're training for an endurance race, you like marathons or something, or if it just makes you feel awesome and that's exercise that you want to do and it makes you feel good and you don't have any specific goals, then go ahead and do it. I'd rather you do cardio and move than not do anything at all. But otherwise I would really try to focus on that strength training, still do your cardio if you want it. Um, but I would say at least having three strength training sessions per week, um, with maybe some high intensity stuff thrown in there as well. I would keep the high intensity stuff pretty short. So you can either have things that are longer duration, um, things that are longer duration, but soup, sorry, longer duration, but not as intense or shorter duration and super intense. So you can't have going hard and going for a long time. You got to have one or the other because then your hormones are going to be affected and your cortisol is going to go up and it's just too taxing on the body. So have the walking as kind of the base, have the strength training thrown in at least two or three days, some high intensity stuff if you can handle it, uh, some mobility stuff every day, even if it's just 10 minutes, amazing, amazing things are going to happen. So I just want to encourage you guys to keep going to um, let me know if you have any other questions. A lot of the guests, I didn't go too specific into the science because a lot of the guests are, um, very versed in this. So I want to kind of keep their expertise, uh, where it should be. Um, but I wanted to give you an overarching view of what exercise is, what we should do, why we should do it, what we should eat and the mindset that we should keep. Um, I would love to hear from you what you think about this episode, uh, if you want me to answer any further questions about exercise. Um, but yeah, keep me posted and I hope you guys start strength training. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on social media at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes.